0: Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 119, Your Inner Cheerleader. Okay, what's the one thing that is constant throughout your journey through life. What's the one thing always there? You are, (laughs) you are always there. You are central to your world. We reject this idea because we don't want to be self-centered, but who else is there with you all the time? Only you, you are with you all the time. So it makes sense that you would want to get involved in that relationship. It is a relationship. We have thoughts about ourselves. We have thoughts about uh, how, how we should be showing up. We have um, judgment about ourselves and what we're thinking and feeling. And, you know, a lot of, of what we talk about here is Kind of centered around that idea that we do have so much judgment about our experience. And grief, boy, that like brings up a lot of the judgment. Becoming your best cheerleader requires patience, kindness, and curiosity. So you'll want to get involved. You'll want to get involved in positive nutrition. And when I say nutrition, I'm not talking about the food we eat, but you'll want to, you'll want to be involved in positive nutrition for your mind and your spirit, your heart that you feed yourself each day. Despite the pain of grief, you can create a habit of inviting more good into your mind and flushing the bad out. This is a incremental piece by piece, little by little, Habits that we create or practices that we practice. And it's not that we have to be 24 seven feeding ourselves. It's that we have to feed ourselves before we can show up in the world the way we want to. Like I said, these habits take practice. They don't happen without some effort. So in today's episode, we'll talk about how to get involved so that you can become your best cheerleader because you are part of everything that you experience. You are the central component of your experience. A couple of weeks ago, we explored on the podcast that there's nothing wrong with you. You are a human experiencing being a human with all the emotions and the thoughts that go with that. And everyone's experiences are unique to them. Your experiences Are unique to you and no one else. I I, I just find that so fascinating. I mean, fascinating. It's really so remarkable. That's why investing some time each day, getting to know you and building yourself up is so vital. I spend most of my day serving others as deeply and personally as I possibly can. I, I couldn't do that if I didn't feed myself first. Nutrition, like the food we feed ourselves is a perfect example. You probably have had this experience too, but I know that when I eat foods that nourish my body, I feel better. I just feel better. Like my stomach feels better. I feel less sluggish. I feel more energetic. All the good things happen. When I choose to eat those things that I know are serving my body and the same is true of our mind and our heart and our spirit, the same is true. What nourishment do we give our mind and heart and spirit each day? One of the things that one of the practices that I have been fine tuning for months and years is the practice of bringing in that good first thing in the morning. So when I get up in the morning, I, so these are some of the things that I'm currently doing. I'm just going to share with you what I'm currently doing. And this has been crucial for me to do this, to, to really focus in on developing that relationship with myself. And giving myself good, positive, emotional nutrition each day, uh, before I start, start my day. Because I'm not alone. Like even, even in grief, my guess is you spend most of your day serving others. You serve others in a job. You serve others in your family. You are in service, even in grief you find that your day is probably centered around working, which is giving service to people through a business. You're giving service to your family by taking care of your children or taking care of your home. All of these things are service that we give outward. And sometimes we pay very little attention to ourselves. And I know I did this for years. You know, back in the day when I was homeschooling my kids when they were younger, I would get up in the morning and my first thought was, okay, we need to get started on our school day and what assignments are is everybody doing and what are we going to read today for our morning reading time and how how am I going to structure my days so that we can get all the activities in. And before I was homeschooling, it was, you know, going to the corporate job, right? So it was getting up in the morning, getting the kids off to daycare or childcare, you know, off to, to, to their sitters and, or off to school and then getting to work and spending that day thinking about like, how am I serving my company? How am I serving the, my coworkers? How am I serving my customer? So that's what we spend our day doing. And if we get up in the morning and we're just, We just go right into that mode. We haven't given ourselves. This is what I discovered was I wasn't giving myself any nutrition for myself. I wasn't give, I wasn't feeding myself first with anything positive or nourishing to, to help me, to sustain me through my, through my day and through my schedule. And I'm not even talking about grief. You know, in in those scenarios where I was getting up and getting the kids off, or going to work, or homeschooling, you add grief on top of that, and boy, our need is even greater. Our need is even greater. So I wanted to share with you, and this is just an example. This I'm not saying this is exactly what you should do. Um, there's a book called I think it's called Morning Miracle, um, Hal Elrod. He wrote a book about, you know, practices that we can do first thing in the morning that really start our day off well. And when I read that book a few years ago, I tried to incorporate it with the formula that he had there in place, which is a great formula, but I wasn't connected to it. And I, it was too much too soon. And it lasted all of like, I don't know, I tried it two or three different times. And I think it would last all of three days and then it it would fall apart because I wasn't, I wasn't connected to that routine. I hadn't built my belief in the benefits of it. And I really needed to do things slower as far as developing that, as far as doing just, a you know, five, 10 minutes a day. So I could, I could build my belief in that I could um, build that habit because it's really hard to establish a habit that starts out, you know an hour or an hour and a half. it's just it's too much and we and we reject it. We reject it. In fact, I was at a meeting before I talk about my morning routine, what it looks like, I was at a meeting last night and the speaker did this fun activity where she had us pair up and we, and we stood back to back and then she asked us to change six things about our appearance while we were standing back to back now at first i was like what am i supposed to do i just don't even know but it was it was uh, it was fun to see how creative we could be in doing that so i did things like take my earring off or take my name tag off or i had a um jacket on and and i i buttoned it was open before, and I buttoned it. Um, I did things like move ring from one finger to another finger. Or like my partner, she uh, moved her bracelet. She had bracelets on one wrist, and she moved some of those over to the other wrist. Or um, putting our hair behind our ears. It's easier for women to do that and some men. Just things like that, you know, tucking. Tucking our, our pants into our socks or whatever, right? So we would, we would do those things and then we would turn around and we would discover by looking at the other person what they had changed. When we got done with this fun activity, then the speaker said, you know, a couple minutes later, she said, so how many of you have gone back to your appearance being exactly what it was before you started? So in other words, we put the bracelets back on the one wrist or we moved the ring over or we brought our hair back in front of our ears instead of behind our ears or we put the earrings back on or put the name tag back on. And everybody in the room had 90% at least gone back to, you know, put everything back in place. And her point was, is that we are comfortable with what we're comfortable with. So that's why like trying to create a new habit or practice that is really large and honestly overwhelming feels large and overwhelming. And we don't stick with it because it's just too much. So this is my current morning routine, but recognize that I've been doing this for a long, long time. But I get up in the morning And, um, some of these things you're going to be like, why do you do that? But it's important part of what I'm currently tracking or doing or focused on. So I get up in the morning, I go in, I weigh in and I record my, my weight because that's something that I, that I'm tracking. I've had my thyroid removed years ago, so I take my thyroid medication. (laughs) I drink uh, a couple of glasses of lemon water first thing in the morning. I get dressed in my exercise clothes right away. And then I go sit down and journal. I journal for usually my journaling practice now is close to 30 minutes, which when I started was like three minutes or five minutes. Um, and then I, I read or study or write about spiritual things. And so that's, that's a part of, of what I do as well. And then I go exercise and I have a routine where every other day I have a yoga practice. And every other day I do treadmill or, um, stationary bike and a little weightlifting, And then when I get done with that, I have some other things that I go into as far as taking my, taking my vitamins in the morning and, um, drinking, you know, a smoothie, things like that. So that's what my current morning looks like. I actually, the other piece of that is when I get done with exercising and that piece of my morning routine, then I spend about an hour and a half in a flow project, which means that I have concentrated time where I work on a project that's important to me. Now that's a lot of time and it's a pretty involved, pretty involved morning routine. So from the time I wake up until the time I'm done exercising and taking my vitamins, it's about an hour and a half, which is a lot. And I could have never, ever, ever sustained that first, you know, when I first started, there was no way. And I tried a couple of times and it was a disaster. Like it just didn't work. And it made me think, oh, morning routines don't work. And that's what it made me think. But really it's as simple as good in and bad out. We can't totally avoid the bad influences in the world or difficult or even mean people, or just the regular things that happen in life that create a need for us to pivot in our day. But what we can do is pay attention to how we're feeding ourselves and how we're talking to ourselves. So we want to get involved. We want to be intentional and we want to put the good in. And that's what my morning routine is to me. That's my way of being involved, like creating that relationship with myself and being intentional about it and making sure I'm putting the good in first thing in the morning. And that it would include which I didn't mention, but it would include like in my journaling practice, I also have a practice where I intentionally bring in good statements. So I'll have affirmations. That's what we commonly call it. I'll have affirmations that I'll practice. And and those are ways for me to, to say, this is this is who you are. This is who you want to be. This is the direction that you're going, okay? Um, on default, when we're on default, when we don't get involved, when we aren't, aren't intentional, on default, we're negative and judgmental. But is that really the kind of cheerleader you want following you around? Think about the best cheerleaders in your life. Like really think about, like name a couple of people Maybe it was somebody that you, maybe it was a teacher in school. Maybe it was a youth leader at your church. Maybe it's a good friend who's just amazing at being such a great cheerleader for you. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a parent that's an amazing cheerleader in your life. We all can think of those people in our life that have been encouraging and kind and supportive and positive and curious. They're interested in us, they're interested. So to be your best cheerleader for yourself, it's important to practice these same qualities with yourself. Be interested in yourself, be curious, be positive, be kind, be encouraging. As I look back on those difficult grief periods of my life, too often I didn't know how to be my best cheerleader. And that, and it's hard. It's hard enough to, it's a challenge, I should say. It's a challenge to become our best cheerleader in the best of times. But when we're experiencing grief, it's even more important, but even more challenging. Like I said, when, when I run, on default i run on negative and judgmental that's that's the way that i talk to myself that's the uh, if i'm not paying attention like the world has a lot of negativity and i'll just you know I'll just feed on more negativity there's a lot because there's a lot a lot of inherently negative things about life in general about being in grief so we have to be vigilant about getting the good in interesting that so many default to keeping super busy when they are grieving to avoid their grief, when what we really need is space in our day for reflection and assimilation. What we also need is really, really good nourishing input. That can be reading good books or scripture or spiritually uplifting, listening to spiritually uplifting music, or reading spiritually uplifting things, or just uplifting things in general, or having a practice around things that are uplifting, listening to encouraging podcasts, sermons, inspirational information. One of the things I I used to do when I was younger was I would see, I would read things that were inspiring to me and I would write those quotes down and I would, I would put them up on the refrigerator or up on the mirror or someplace where I could see them and I could practice them. This is, this is not like the inspirational or the encouraging. It's not what we gravitate to in grief, which is why it's important to be intentional about it, which is why it's important to be aware and to pay attention. Now, the other piece is curiosity. Remember what I said about, you know, your best cheerleaders are people that are interested in you, not from a judgmental place, but from an interest, a curiosity. You can develop your curiosity muscle, and it's crucial that you do. And how do you do that? I suggest starting with at least once a day, spending five to 10 minutes journaling about how you feel, what happened and why without judgment, but from a place of honesty, like, are you being honest about your feelings? Place of honesty and curiosity. This takes practice. That's why it's like, just do it for five minutes a day. If that's too much, do it for two minutes a day. It might be one word answers. I feel this because one word answer this and why because of this. And that might be a sentence. It might take you a week of study practice to find that energy of curiosity, or it might take you several weeks, but I promise it's worth getting to. As you practice, you'll become more honest with yourself. You'll get to know yourself. You'll develop the curiosity muscle. Daily practice will change the way you think about things throughout the day. At first, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be that little space and time, that three minutes, that five minutes, that 10 minutes that you create each day, either at the beginning of the day. It's really helpful if you have a regular time that you do that. Like, like for example, you know, once I put my exercise clothes on, I come out and I journal because it's just, it's automatic for me this leads to this. So might be, you know, after you brush your teeth, you go journal, whatever it is, you're connecting it to something you're already doing and you just go do it. So it it takes practice to, to get into that space regularly of curiosity. But as you spend that three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes each morning or each evening being curious and really creating really practice or really, um, exercising, that's the word I'm looking for, exercising that curiosity muscle, then you'll find that throughout your day, it'll change the way you think about things through the day. You're going to find yourself feeling less and less judgmental with yourself. And as you feel less and less judgmental with yourself, you feel less and less like you drop the judgment of others. Again, this takes time, it takes effort, but it really starts with just that one little piece of a a couple minutes a day. Put simply, think of it as good in, bad out. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What thoughts are you practicing? Upgrade your input, upgrade your input, and you will upgrade your output. With a practice of good in and bad out, and being curious, and kind, and understanding to yourself, you can become your best cheerleader. And heaven knows we all need it, because life is not easy. We could all use our best cheerleader with us all the time. Why it's so important to get involved and become your best cheerleader. There are challenges all along the way. There are good days, there are bad days, but when we face what we're given and we invest our energy in learning about ourselves and in learning about how to support ourselves and our difficulties, life can be challenging and it can be good. If you've been putting off scheduling your free discovery call for whatever reason, then now is the time to schedule because grief is hard. It's messy. I know how hard and complicated it feels. I know how hard it is to pull yourself through on your own. It's impossible. I've been there. I almost lost myself completely to the pain of grief. That's why I'm here, because I couldn't overcome my grief on my own. And I know how comforting it is to have someone in your corner who has been where you are. I've been there. I don't teach and coach from theory alone. I teach and coach from experience. I'm in your corner and I'm here to help. Schedule your free discovery call today. It's super easy. Go to buildalifeafterloss.com backslash talk. buildalifeafterloss.com talk backslash talk. That's T-A-L-K. All right. Have a fabulous week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.